0: Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy that you're here to join us today. And I'm also thrilled to introduce our guest, Melanie Benson. Melanie is the Profit Amplifier from Melanie Benson Inc. Melanie, I appreciate you sharing your story in the form that I ask all guests to fill out. I don't normally get into it so much, because I want you to do your introduction. See, I'm already stacking yeah. things in my head. But I just want to read what you wrote to the listeners because it really touched me because I felt it because I've been through some of it, but I don't know your full story, so we'll get to it. But this is what Melanie wrote, listeners. She said, I started my biz in 2001, built a high six-figure business guiding entrepreneurs to build a lifestyle biz they love Did you hear that Southern doll? I don't know where I got that from. (laughs) Then hit a major pothole and had to pivot. Faced burnout and serious health condition that caused me to have to rebuild my biz. And he specialized in creating influential business leaders and experts who are profitable. I mean, you know that. But listeners, I just want you to suck that all in because six-figure business and then you hit burnout and a serious health condition and had to rebuild.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, I was big.
0: Yeah, well, I can imagine, but I can't imagine because when I had the burnout and really reevaluated, I was nowhere near six figures. I have to admit, I'm still not six figures, but it, that's serious. Okay, let me back up. Welcome,
1: <laughs> <laughs> welcome. I'm so glad to be here. I love your podcast, and I love. How inspired I feel when I listen to your different guests! So I'm excited to be here today.
0: Oh, thank you, and thank you for joining us. Can you take
1: us along the journey as you tell it? Yeah. So, and thank you for starting with that. It's interesting. I didn't talk about burnout for a long time. I didn't really share a lot about that part of the journey because I thought, who wants to hear about it? And then last year was actually speaking in an event, and I I was talking about uh, awakening leadership and. It just kind of naturally fell out. I just felt inspired to share about hitting that kind of burnout. You would not believe. Nobody came up and asked me about the leadership. Everybody wanted to know how to get through the burnout. And I thought, I guess I need to talk about this more. So, yeah, I started my business in 2001 and I had no idea how to make my business work. I had no idea how to make money. I had no idea how to monetize my passion. I just knew that I wanted to help people achieve their boldest goals And so it took me like almost two years to figure out how to monetize it. I had to do a lot of mindset work. I had to really get out of my own way, as they say. I had to stop letting my limiting beliefs and my fears and my doubts make all my decisions. And when I learned how to do that, I just like I unleashed this fire and this momentum. And, you know, I was able to accomplish things that other people were struggling with. And it really had everything to do with getting my mindset in the right place. And so, you know, I started breaking six figures two years in, about 18 months in, somewhere in there. And I just kept growing six figure, six figure, six figure. And then I hit a big pothole in 2009 when the financial crisis hit. And, you know, when you have like 70 things that all collide and you have that perfect storm, and it caused me to take a step back and reevaluate because I had been on such a growth path my business was actually not the business i dreamed of anymore it had become the business that my team and my community and my clients were begging for and i realized there was i was a little out of sync like i'd kind of you know followed the call of what people wanted but disconnected a little bit from the lifestyle business that i started and that i wanted so it caused me to pivot and reevaluate and A lot of things fell apart. A lot of things fell away, as we might say. And I got to really practice this idea of positive productivity and that there was no perfection in this evolution I was going through. So, you know, kind of cresting that seven figure mark and watching a lot of it dissolve really messed up my head again, Kim. And so I discovered that Every level of our growth requires another level of us to emerge. Like the person we have to become to pull off six figures is very different than the person we have to become to maintain a high six figure business or crest into a seven figure business. And then some people are even inspired and driven to move into that eight figures. We have to become someone very different. And I had not made that shift from the six figure breakthrough to the seven figure breakthrough. And so I ultimately had become a bottleneck in my growth. So it was very humbling. It was very powerful. Like I literally became a more powerful, more capable, not just entrepreneur, but human being through that process. And it actually inspired me to make teaching that inner game of boldness and power and be somebody who can have a six figure business or a seven figure business it made me the person who could pull that off i guess what i was saying is it inspired me to teach that instead of just kind of assume everybody knew how to do that so it's it's kind of what inspired my money dna program
0: yeah everybody does not know how to do that yeah I, i've learned that <laughs> i am one of those people and i would have to say that i still haven't learned
1: Yeah. And you know, what's funny, like the word learning is such an interesting word. And I just want to like honor that most of us feel like we have to learn something like there's something missing. What I have actually discovered is there's actually the ingredients already inside of us, but we have to clear away the blocks that we have allowed to be in place. Think of it like shedding blankets. You know, when we're cold, we put blankets on and that's what we do when we're young. We adapt and we come up with these stories to protect ourselves at a young age. And then those same stories end up blocking us when we're adults and ready to fully emerge and be our best selves. And that's really what it is. It's like, I don't know that we, maybe there are some things we have to learn just in the new mindsets, but it's almost like we have to release the things that we've allowed to block us so that what's already intrinsically inside of us can shine brighter, can be more powerful.
0: Absolutely. I would love to know your thoughts on this. I became exceptionally burnt out when I didn't know my purpose. Mhm. When I thought money was everything. You know, if I stay up all night tonight, I will make more money and then I will be happy, right? And everything will be taken care of. And then I hit rock bottom right there. Yeah. And It happened once before when I had a previous business, but I didn't, nothing, it it was like I still had a marble head. But when this happened for the second time in 2016, I mean, it really was. Light shines on marble head. Kim sees the light. This is not how it's supposed to be. Like another dollar isn't going to make me happier. It might take some stress off, but the work that I'm doing has to make me happy. And at that point, the work that I was doing wasn't.
1: It's a great observation. And, you know, I think burnout happens. I actually did a podcast episode on my podcast a while back on the three stages of burnout. And there's, there's definitely three phases we move through. And one of the first levels is a burnout of like our mindset, like our Mm -hmm. mental motivation is gone. I can see that. Yeah. And then we move into deeper burnout, like adrenal burnout and chronic fatigue. And if you don't resolve it, it can actually affect your health in some pretty negative ways. So what I heard you saying is, is a very common experience that most people get into their own business or they start a service or they have a product they want to get out there in the world. And, and that first stage of figuring out how to make money is so – there's so much to do and we create these habits of I'm going to work more to achieve more to make more. And what happens is we get to a certain level that we can't sustain that pace in order to reach that next level. We actually have to start shifting into how do I simplify to multiply or how do I scale this so I can amplify my reach? So we have to shift our strategy at a certain point. But most people miss that and they keep doing what got them where they are now. And what your story is very touching to my heart because I've probably worked with over 200 people in the last couple years through years who have faced that very thing. Like they didn't know that they're supposed to create their vision of success, not necessarily just follow the common definition of success mm-hmm. because it's unique to every single human being. And it has to be based on what I call your aligned values. So you have to know what's important to you and it might not be what's important to me but if you're aligned with that and you're building your business to support that you will have unlimited energy, you have unlimited motivation.
0: Yes. I was judging my success based upon what I saw off of social media.
1: Yeah, and what we hear speakers and you know other people who have big brands and are big influencers, we say Oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. And by the way, everybody does this. If you're doing this as you're listening in, please know this is how most of us learn and discover what's possible is by watching what other people have attempted. But what's so interesting and OK, so can I to tell a story? A lot of times when I work with my clients and we have these private retreats, one of the things we do is something called modeling. And so modeling means you look at, you find somebody who you like the outcomes they're experiencing, and then you build, you kind of follow their strategies, their mindsets, their behaviors to replicate that. So here's where people mistake how modeling works. They think I want the outcome and they try to like leap into the outcome or they don't understand that part of modeling is you have to actually really resonate with the path. (laughs) right you have to be willing to do what they did to get there and most people have no idea what someone really did to get there because we don't talk about all the nitty-gritty pieces of it and we think people would be bored by that or it's not sexy and it's not it's not alluring so I want the smoke and mirrors version and that's why people get so twisted up about other people's success and think why is it not working for me or there I must be broken or I must not be meant for this it's because you don't really understand what they did to get there and you've skipped some steps
0: oh absolutely so who did you look at or what resources did you go to or did you have it all inside you already mm. when you got burnt out and when you faced your
1: struggle uh, I'm so glad you're asking this question So what did I do? Okay, so there were two things I did. You know, it's interesting when you're a business coach, you got to come face to face with, am I doing what my client, what I would tell a client to do, right? Uh (laughs) So it's like, am I taking my own medicine? And so part of it was I needed an ass kicking to be quite honest. Sorry, I hope that's okay if I use that word on your podcast, but. I need a few of
0: those today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I needed someone to shine the light where I couldn't see it. And so. I did get a coach. I hired a coach to help me through it. But I also turned. See, one of the things I feel so important about success is you have to have your, you have to have a mastermind, and you have to have an inner circle of people you trust that will not blow smoke up your butt and tell you what you want to hear, but will really tell you what you need to hear. And so I did all three of those things. I turned to a coach and I said, "Help me get through this." I basically spent more money than I had ever spent on a coach because I wanted new results. And then I turned to some friends and i said you've known me for 10 years what am i missing and so we kind of had some come to jesus moments and really looked at where i'd gotten in my own way and and had disconnected and that was so profoundly powerful for me is to be able to turn to a coach to take me where i need to go next but also be able to have someone reflect back to me what I couldn't see because I was too close to the problem. There's that old saying that you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it. So my thinking had created that problem. I needed new thinking. And so the third thing is you asked if there was already something inside of me. And this was inspired by a conversation with a really, really dear friend of mine. And he said to me, he said, you do this for your clients all day. What are you not doing for yourself? And I realized I hadn't recoded my mindset in a long time. Like, I got so in autopilot and I got so in. I call it the treadmill, where the treadmill just keeps you moving, keeps you moving, keeps you moving. And you're like, wait a minute, I've outgrown my business, outgrown me. And I didn't upgrade me to hit that next level. And so I went back and I recoded my mindset. I looked at every single habit and behavior and I said, is it in alignment with the results I want? And it wasn't like I wasn't being that person. I like let myself slink into a, you know, a stupor and, you know, I think it's important to take time away to regroup, but I was like stuck there. (laughs) Like I was not, I was not like taking myself into a forward momentum at all. And the third thing that happened in that self recoding was I started to look at who I was surrounding myself with and the conversations I was having. And I was doing the very thing I tell my clients not to do. I was surrounded with people that was supporting my misery.
0: Oh, that must have been a very miserable place to be in.
1: Yeah, I was attracting clients who were miserable and broke. And of course, they're convinced they can't hire me. I was surrounded by friends who were stuck too. And they were kind of coddling that stuckness instead of empowering a breakthrough. I was spending a lot more time with some a group of friends that were partiers and, you know, just like so unambitious. And I'm like, what have I done here? And it made me realize this is such a critical part of the formula, you know, we all can embrace right now is allow yourself to be inspired every day and challenged every day instead of supported in your stuckness or supported in, you know, being somewhere you don't want to be. And it doesn't mean you hire someone to beat you up. Like I want to be really, really (laughs) clear about mentorship. There is a lot of mentors out there who are really brutal, I don't resonate with that. That doesn't work for me. I need somebody who can pull the best out of me. And that's what I did. And I mean, that's what I do for my clients. But I needed that for me at that moment.
0: Did you have mentors before then?
1: Oh, I've had mentors since the beginning. Okay. I could not have done any of this without mentors. The moment I decided I was going to have a business, I hired a coach. The moment I transitioned from being a full-time corporate employee to having my own business, I had a coach. I have always either had a coach or had a mastermind or both.
0: I had coaches before. And one of the things that surprises me now, looking back, is that I was never asked, is this what you wanna do, Kim?
1: Is this what you enjoy doing? Ah, yes. You know, there's a distinction, Kim. I think, I'm so glad this is coming up because there's something that people don't understand about coaching. There are mentors and there are coaches. Mentors tell you how to do what they did. Okay, so they tell you what to do. They give you a roadmap. They give you all the elements and say, do this, do this, do this. That's what mentorship almost always is. Coaching If it's done right, someone has been trained and certified, like I have been, to elicit the goodness out of someone else and then help them figure out how to achieve their goal. And what's happening in our industry right now is there's kind of a, what's the word when things mesh together? Like there's an enmeshment of the word coaching with people who are actually mentors and very good mentors but they're not trained to coach. And so what's happening, and I and I don't want to disrespect any of the great programs out there, there are a lot of them, but they're not always the right step for someone when they need someone to pull out of them what's coming next, when they need someone to like, inspire the greatness inside of them and then shape it and guide it so that they're staying aligned. And so if you're hiring someone so they can produce a result for you, Make sure they know how to coach you and check for alignment. It's one of the things that people always ask me, like, Melanie, what makes you so unique? This is one of the things that makes me very unique is I have created great success. I do know what works. But my magic is I can pull greatness out of people instead of trying to push them into a cookie cutter because that's all I know how to do. Oh, thank you. We need more of you. (laughs) <laughs> well, we do have a lot of us, but here's what's so sad. The best coaches are usually not great marketers. So they're kind of in the closet and they're this best kept secret and they don't really know how to shine their brilliance so that people can see them. And they also have a lot of head trash that's getting in the way. So Kim, they, they tend to be dormant experts. Ooh, now
0: it's sort of coincidental that you say that because my first two coaches, one really good one not, I bartered with them because Mm. they needed what I had. And I thought I needed what they had. Now, one of them steered me very well. The other one, I quickly realized by looking behind the scenes, and I almost wish we could all do this, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Was full of it. Like everything that was marketed was false and just a lie. And what I was taught didn't help. And that relationship actually ended not long before my burnout. And yeah. so now looking at who I hire, like I'm, I'm being a lot more careful and yeah, I, I wish that, I don't know if I ever got to coaching, I'd want to be able to show, maybe it's just an ethical or moral thing, but I don't sell something that I haven't achieved myself. Right. And I, well, I saw just a few years ago, and I haven't been looking for it recently. That's the difference between me now and me then. I'm not looking to see other people's successes. But what I was seeing then was I just had my first $5,000 month. That's how it went. And then they would be like, Do you want me to teach you how to do the same? It's like, Well, I got excited because <laughs> I was like, I haven't had a $5,000 month yet as of then. Yes, I want to know how to do the same, but they only did it once. So, how does that qualify them to be mm-hmm. a coach? But all of a sudden, they've just stamped coach on their name or their title.
1: So there's an interesting phenomenon. And one of the things I tell people is a good coach doesn't always have to have had the experience, but they have to have the training to elicit what you need and help you figure out how to get there. So that is a unique thing about coaching is a very powerful technique if you know how to do it right. But mentors... Oftentimes when someone's highly creative, they don't really understand the difference between proven track record and, oh my God, I've just learned this thing. And, you know, I don't want to get too far down the beating people up path, but I will just say that every one of us has a money DNA blueprint and we're operating out of that money DNA blueprint. And so some people are kind of operating out of this syndrome of I'm not enough, I'm never going to be enough. I never have enough money. So what can I do right now to make more money? And they just kind of come up with crap, (laughs) you know, whether it works or not. That was me
0: then constantly. Yesterday I had three or four podcast interviews and in each one I was coming up with huge ideas or they were giving me ideas. Kim, you should do this. Kim, you should do that. Now the me of two or three years ago would have just stopped everything that I knew I needed to work on. And that I was already working on, and have just veered off course, started a new direction, left the other stuff hanging, not making money on on it, and just chased whatever that was.
1: Yeah, I call it creativity addiction.
0: Uh-huh. I call it chronic idea disorder.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another word is bright shiny object syndrome. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's very common. It's so. Let's just embrace for a minute that you've shifted that habit, right? Mm-hmm. Because when many of us are in this compelling place of, I need to get that next thing out, I've got all these ideas, what we're missing is this groundedness of clarity on what you're, I call it the hidden gold, the thing that we do that's so amazing, it's so effortless, and it's so profitable that when we build our business around it, you know, we may do things to drive traffic in or, you know, little side pieces that you know, take someone to that next stage once that first piece is done. But we have to know what our real hidden gold is, build our brand, build our uh, marketing components and build our offerings around that. Then our business is easy and making decisions is easier because what you described is what I call using your internal guidance system. Is it aligned with my most profitable offering? Is it good for me? Is it aligning me with who I really want to be? So there's questions we start to ask ourselves before we leap. And that's when we really, like we mature enough to scale our business growth is when we don't run with the wind, but we're so grounded in who we are and what we do. And then we can integrate ideas to complement it rather than take us in completely new directions.
0: Now I have that song. Ride with the wind, like.
1: (laughs) Or the wind beneath your wings. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Maybe I need a theme song for that particular talk that I do, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I'm just thinking of it. And that was totally me.
1: Yeah. And by the way, Kim, so many of us do this. I've been in that place. And it's usually because you're in a place where what you're doing isn't fulfilling you or what you're doing isn't working Mm -hmm. So I've had clients who come in and we usually start with a strategy session. And so they would say, Melanie, like I've been in business for 12 years and it's not working. And so I'll dig in and figure out where the real disconnect is. And all of a sudden they realize it's because they stopped doing what was working and started chasing bright, shiny objects instead of figuring out how to just optimize what they're doing so it can scale in income and it can scale in the reach that they have. And it's a common Growth misstep.
0: Yes, 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 times 100. When I went through this, I was working on way so much at one time. And I was afraid that if I stopped any of it, that I wouldn't have any money.
1: Mm, Yes.
0: But then I got burnt out.
1: And you had to stop it anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I stopped. And I started focusing on one thing at a time, what I was most passionate about. And my income quadrupled that first month. I love that.
1: Yeah. Yes. So what if today one of the outcomes as you're listening in, as our listener is, you know, trying to gleam something for themselves is that the permission to go back to doing what inspires you instead of feeling like you have to do 100 things that you hate. Mm hmm. So what if you could build your business with inspired action, with inspired you know, strategies, with feeling so expansive and excited and instead of like dreading these things you have to do? Like what could be possible from that place?
0: Because it is possible to make money doing what you love. It is.
1: Now, I want to be really clear because I teach this as part of my work. It's not that you don't ever do things or you don't, you just avoid them altogether. Mm -hmm. But because you're spending so much of your time doing what you love, doing those other things either feels easier, you decide to master them because you upgrade your mindset and you're like, look, how hard can it be? Like, I'm just going to conquer this thing, which I have done, by the way. And or you go, you know what, this is going to burn me out and you outsource it. Thank you. Yes.
0: Actually, I've been talking about that quite a bit on the podcast lately because I realized that that is what is holding me back from the next step. Mm -hmm. I mean, listeners, you know, I'm very transparent on here. You've heard me share all types of stuff. And right now I'm in that uncomfortable place where I've committed to get stuff done. But I also have committed to myself and to all of you. And I tell you over and over again that you need to sleep. I've committed to myself that I'm going to sleep every night. And there is that deadline out there. There's quite a few deadlines, to be totally honest. But I am going to sleep because not getting sleep is not going to help me out tomorrow.
1: It's definitely a burnout contributor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've realized what I need. And I love doing 75% of the stuff I do in my business. But things like bookkeeping. Why am I still doing my own bookkeeping? Right? Get it off your plate. Uh-huh. And... I have awesome team members who know how to build landing pages just as good as I am. But I need to let it go. I'm borrowing from my girls here. They watch Frozen constantly. I just need to let it go.
1: So Kim, what do you think you would need to know? What would have to shift in your mindset that would make you a great delegator? Like you would get it off your plate fast.
0: That it's going to be okay.
1: What part would be okay? The money part? The They would do it right? Like what, where does it break down for you? Money? everything getting
0: done in a timely manner. And that has been my biggest struggle up to now. I hired too fast and mm-hmm. fired too slow the last time I grew. And I had team members who just disappeared and left me with everything. Ooh, okay. Yes, and I didn't have a, a managing director or anybody mm-hmm. that was helping me. And I couldn't do what I was doing and manage and do my own implementation work. Yeah, So this time I'm bringing in that middle person.
1: Good. Or, you know, another possibility is hire someone that has a team approach. You know, they build the team for you. This is one of the ways I have chosen to stay out of the bottleneck, you know, that comes up is I just hire someone who already has a great team because honestly, I don't want to have a big team. I want to talk to one person, maybe two, and then they're off and running. And that's one thing that, you know, having had teams for almost 18 years now, I realized I had to do it that way in order to be in the best version of me. But something else, and we'll just, let's, we just talk about delegation for a second and our mindset around delegation. Oh, please. So I find that there's two reasons why people don't hire someone to help them. The first reason is, is I don't think I can afford it, or I'm, I'm worried I'll waste money. And the second reason is, I'm not sure how to get the result I want. Like, how do I make sure they deliver? And so the first one is you have to hire people that can literally free you up to make do the more of the money-making activity, whatever that is for you. For some people, it's sales. Some people, it's marketing. You know, for me, it's like, can I get out on the road and do more speaking gigs? Can I meet with more clients to, you know, to do like a a session to see if we're a good fit? So I'm looking like, what's going to free me up to do more of that? And to obviously coach people. And then, you know, the other part of that is really making sure that the people on your team know that they are part of the profit. They are part of generating revenue and it's always tying their activity back to how will this help us get to our revenue goals this month? And when people know they're part of the bigger picture instead of I've just got this one little thing, their productivity shifts. So that's one observation I've had. The other one is most people blind leap into hiring and then they just kind of like do this and let go. I'm a systems girl. It's what keeps me productive. I was going to say productivity, but because I'm looking at your name here, but it keeps me productive. And I find that if I can just take a little bit of time up front to outline what my expectations are and have some kind of project management system, which I know you use, it makes managing people a million times easier. And so then it starts to remove the fear. And then there's a lot more to it, but I don't want to turn this into a whole uh, delegation conversation. But yes. I totally hear you. And, and your holdback is the same, which everybody I've ever worked with on team building, they have the same fears and challenges.
0: Regarding the project management, I have yet to find the tool that I absolutely love. Mm. And, you know, what? we all have to remember that what works for one of us may not work for the rest of us. And I can't explain it, but I just... I'm not in love with any single one project management tool yet. Mm. So that sort of creates an issue sometimes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But you know, again, with your theme being progress, right? And productivity Uh over perfection... I find that not having one is worse than putting up with some of the pieces that I don't like, right? So it's about yeah. how can I map out what I need from my team and when I need it and then have a dashboard so I'm not constantly going, where are you at with this? Where are you at with this? Where are you at with this? So that's what works for me. And maybe there's a, a breakthrough for you around that as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I do have one that I'm using. I use Trello. The only thing I honestly don't like about that is it doesn't have recurring tasks unless you use one of your pluses or stars or whatever they call them. But I did just recently find an awesome task management that schedules all my tasks into my calendar. Oh, lovely. Is alleviating some of that. And then for you had another point right there, but I can't remember what it was. So I'm just going to skip that over for a brain fart.
1: Well, let's talk about money for a second because I think it was about money that you were bringing it up. How do I pay for my team, right? Thank you. Yes. So it would it be okay if I shared an insight that has actually made me able to afford anything I want whenever I want it. Yes, please. I could use that. Okay. And it's a huge money mindset shift. It's part of becoming the person who can pull off your vision, right? Or pull off the goals you've set for yourself is you have to learn to think differently. And one of the ways I learned to think differently early on that changed everything for me is I stopped looking at can I afford something. And I started looking at what would have to happen for this to be a profitable investment in my future success. I want you to write this down it will revolutionize everything. Now, first, you're probably going to think to yourself, I don't know how to do that. And that's okay. You don't always have to know how to do anything. But what you have to do is train your mind to solve problems differently. Because what most people do is they keep themselves in this stuck place, because it's like, I have to know how before I can do it. And you will never know how to do the things you're really supposed to do. But you have to have the desire and the fire to do something and then the how will off, almost often reveal because you start asking better questions. You start being more resourceful. You start looking for the answer instead of just being in this ambiguous place. So Kim, when it comes to money and I'm tying this back to the team, what happens with people when they're thinking about growing their team or they're trying we can even apply this to hiring a assistant or hiring a great marketing company or even a coach for that matter. They think I don't have that in my budget right now and that stops right it's like okay game over but what if you were going to hire someone and you knew they were going to cost you like say let's five hundred dollars a month and then you think to yourself okay well how many more clients or how many of these widgets would I have to sell to cover that and in the time freed up could I reinvest my time into that so that I'm always even now what would have to happen to be profitable So that's how I hired my very first assistant that I couldn't afford, right? Like I didn't have the budget for it. But I knew if I didn't get some things off my plate, I was never going to be able to expand. I was going to stay exactly where I was and I didn't want to be there. So those are the kinds of shifts in thinking and in our mindset that basically pivot us so that we can accomplish things we never imagined possible.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. It's almost like what are you going to lose if you don't make that investment?
1: Yes, the opportunity cost is so huge. Mm -hmm.
0: So I found myself last fall, so almost a year ago, I spent three months editing my own podcast. Mm. And I did the math afterwards when I saw like red in my bank account. (laughs) Yes, listeners, this is positive productivity, but that does not mean I never see red. It's not
1: positive profit yet. Being real here.
0: (laughs) Yes, thank you. I love that. It will be. But one of the... I realized that I was spending 75 hours a month, which when you multiply that by my hourly rate, that was a lot of money, that if I was working on my important tasks in my genius zone, with clients, you know, and just had spent 300 dollars a month to get my podcast episode edited, oh my gosh. That 300 would have been been like 30,000 dollars.
1: that's such a great clarity. Yeah. And it's also like we can even look at what is it costing us energetically and emotionally to do the things that burn you out, right? Like there's tasks that I do. If I have to do them, I feel like somebody sucked the life out of me. Mm -hmm. And so if I have to do them, I either have to change my mind about them. I have to change my relationship to them or I have to be willing to outsource them. And that's, that's such a huge breakthrough. Now I know some people are going to go, I can't afford it. Or this is, I'm not willing to let go or no one can do it better than me. And so, you know, this is not my talk to convince you, you need to hire a team. I hope to inspire you to want to expand the reach of your gift. Like today, all I want is for you to be inspired to grow, grow your reach, grow your income, grow your impact, be seen in a bigger way and so what's standing in the way of that what's the bottleneck you know and one fastest way to shift is how could I think differently like how could I up level my mindset so that I can start to see these opportunities in a whole new way I'll tell you can people I teach this thing I have this quiz then I can share it later if you think people would like it but there's this quiz where I help people find out what is the saboteur or the barrier that's in their way And almost always one of them is like, I don't have time, right? I don't have enough time in my life to do that, or that would never work for me. Those are places where we've limited because we cannot see for ourselves how to do it. So we've said it won't work for me and we shut off the pipeline of opportunity. I've never used that excuse. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have enough time, right? I don't have enough time. I don't have the money. I don't know how. Top three excuses why people don't have what they want in life.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, I've used that just a few dozen times. And, And I still use it. Yeah. I need to knock that out. Yeah. Can you give us a little idea on the profit blueprint? So we need to knock out the... I don't have time. Yeah. But what would be your your next suggestion?
1: So there's two ways in. And so this is where kind of I customize things. I'm always looking at how does this person make decisions? So let's assume that you're somebody that we have to tackle your resistance before you can see opportunity. Mm -hmm. So first of all, we have to figure out how to make time, how to create money, and how to get the how out of the way. So I would say right now. What is that thing that you've wanted that's so deeply entrenched for you, but you feel blocked to it? So is it a level of success? Is it, you know, you want to have a certain reach with your work, like you want to help a million people, you want to help 100,000 people, right? Like, do you have a goal that you want to get your work out in a bigger way? Like, what is that thing? and, And what does it mean to you? Like, what's at stake? Then let's figure out what is the thing you do right now that we could amplify So maybe you have an offering that people go crazy for, or you have this gift that you do so effortlessly. How could we amplify the money that flows through that to fund the bigger goal? Does that make sense? Yeah. And so what happens is people are like, I had to get to that bigger goal, and they don't have stepping stones that allow the ball to get rolling. And so the ball's stuck. I'm working with a client right now who she's been in uh, her industry for like 30 years, like a long time. She's so good at it, but she's, she's getting burned out. Like it's, it's kind of bumping up against like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. And she has this super big goal. And she's like, I don't know how to get there. It's so big. So we have to actually have the patience to monetize what she's doing better so that she has the financial bandwidth to confidently go for that bigger goal. So sometimes we have to have stepping stones, but sometimes we've just got to get some milestones that make sense so you can start propelling yourself towards the big goal. But profit is is a tricky one because, you know, not everybody's offerings right now can become profitable the way they're going about the business. So sometimes I'll say this is plan B is I've got to pull apart what's stealing away the profits. Mm. Where do you have profit leaks in your business? And then once we kind of pull apart the profit leaks, then I can say, all right, let's actually now build your business around this minus those profit leaks. And that's when their business just totally takes off.
0: Wow. You got me looking at my own business right now. (laughs) But I think the biggest first profit leak is just getting the support I need Mm -hmm. in the back.
1: Yeah, if you're doing things that someone else can do better, faster or cheaper, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's a profit leak because you're all of you're robbing <laughs> it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. And again, I, I want to just kind of bring us back for a second to this idea that, you know, you're going to have a lot of ideas out of today's podcast episode. But it's not meant for you to do it all right now. Just pick something that you're like, I want to make my business more profitable. Or I want to, I know I need to really up level my mindset. Like pick the one thing that you feel excited to do and then do it. And then take on the next step and the next step of making your business better.
0: Yes. Just choose that one thing that you're going to do today. And I want to share with all of you listening that my one thing today is actually to finish up the form for people who are interested in joining the team, like the application form. Yes. There's half an hour maybe of work necessary. That's it. Love it. So just do it.
1: Just do it. Yeah.
0: I would love to know what the listeners are going to do. So if you could join us over at thekimstutton.com forward slash PP384 leave a comment down below the show notes and let Melanie and I know what your one action is going to be today. That would be so awesome. And I'll share those with you. I
1: love that. Yeah, I can't wait to hear. I want to hear what your inspired action is.
0: Where can listeners find you online when they want to connect, when they want to get the quiz and just to get in touch?
1: Yes. So the easiest place, especially if you want to find out like what uh, barriers might be in place. And by the way, these are usually unconscious. They're like things you probably know. It's at melaniesquiz.com, and I'll guide you through that. And I actually have a, a gift, too. Once you complete the quiz, I will send you my book, which is called Rewired for Wealth, because it's really a blueprint for how to level up your business and become someone who can like expand their prosperity, whatever that means to you. So there's that. And then I'm on melaniebenson.com, and you know, I'm all over social media. I'd love to connect with you there as well. Fabulous so Mm
0: melaniesquiz.com yep how did you manage to nab that
1: i know right so good i don't know nobody had it
0: (laughs) wow i can't even get my own name without a the in the beginning and you got (laughs) melaniesquiz.com yeah i even got my name
1: melaniebenson.com so that was pretty lucky too those
0: uh, melaniesquiz.com and melaniebenson.com will again be in the show notes at com forward slash pp384. Melanie, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. I I just feel so honored to be invited to share some of my school of hard knocks (laughs) with this community.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can offer to listeners?
1: Yeah, my brain's fighting between two. So I'll pick the one that feels the most relevant. You know, I think sometimes we forget to decide. The power of a decision is the fuel and the energy we need to overcome places where we feel stuck to overcome gaps in the reality. And so if you want something in your life, it could be money, it could be you want a certain team member, you want to go on a trip, you want to have some new level of of success, decide. Decide with every fiber of your being because there's a huge difference between a decision that you're all in on and being interested in your outcomes. And most of the people that don't have results are, have only been interested. So check in with yourself. Are you interested and you're only going to do what's convenient or have you decided and you're all in?
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast.